to hear you get so excited. It's like I can. All right, tell us about what's going on with you. You got a lot going on, always. Yeah, well, yeah, um, you know, I, I write books under two names, uh, as you know. One is my own name, R.G. Belsky, and the other is uh, Dana Perry. And I've been in the process right now of of finishing up uh, a bunch of books. Uh, my last book came out in October, which is uh, it's news to me. And uh, that is the fifth in the Claire Carlson series. And uh, amazingly enough, uh, I won't have another book out to 2024, but then I'll have four of them out. So, you know, so wow. I've actually been working writing uh, a lot. Uh, and I just, well, I finished a few months ago, I, or about three, four months ago, I finished uh, a six Claire Carlson book that will be out in January of uh, 2024. But then I'm, I'm you know, as, as many of the and people who have heard me before know, I also write thrillers under the name of Dana Perry. And uh, I've done four of them uh, already for a, a publisher called Bookature, and um, I've got I'm in the process of writing three more that we're gonna that are gonna come out in 2024. Uh, it's a series involving a new series involving a, a female uh, FBI agent named Nikki Cassidy, and uh, I've written I just finished the second one and I've got one more to write. And the interesting thing about this is that. Um, and again, this isn't all until this all, it won't happen until 2024. But they're trying something which I apparently is a new thing in publishing, and other publishers have tried it too, which is to come out with the books almost simultaneously or simultaneously. So uh, originally the plan was they were going to uh, put out three thrillers involving this character, and they were going to put them out one month after the other. So you'd, they'd be one in like April, one in May, one in June. But now they're talking about releasing them simultaneous, simultaneously, which sort of, when I first heard it, sounds crazy. You know, like, wow. No, I think it sounds I, I heard what? you say that. I think you were talking about that on Fran's show. And I think, yeah. I think that the, the reason they're probably doing it is because of all the series on TV. Binge-watching. Yeah, it's like yeah. binge-watching on, uh, yeah. on TV. Yeah, Because you sometimes know. when they're done with the book, they want to see what happens. So then they'll, then they'll read it. I mean, I they'll, don't know if it's a bad idea. I think it's pretty good. And they don't want to wait a year. You know, like, right. right, you read it. You know, do you want to wait a year or do you want to read the, the second one? And, you know, I go back, you know, just because we've talked about TV stuff a lot, yeah. uh, Marsha. Yeah, but, like, when yeah. I watched, uh, you know, when I watched The Sopranos, whenever it was, 15 years ago, yeah. you had to yeah. wait for every episode. You I know, know you that. Had to, <laughs> you know, and, know. and now yeah. I just finished, like, White Lotus or something, and I just binge-watched so it. Good. You know, I know. went all the way through it. Well, that's, see, that's um, the thing. So. That's why I think so. That's why I think it's happening now. Yeah. Do you like yeah. it? So, do you like it that way? I do. I well, I don't. No, I mean, I actually have mixed feelings on TV too because uh, there's a part of me that liked the idea. Now, you know, there are shows that um, that do the uh, that do it kind of in between, like uh, like Bosch, for instance. I know the last season of, of the Bosch right. show. They, I think, and I don't have the exact numbers, but I think they released four of them at once, and then after that they would release two a week. So you would see two of them back-to-back, but then you'd have to wait a week to see the next right, one. Right, right. I, I kind of like the anticipation, you know, and I also yeah. I also like the fact that, um, you know, that I'm forced to wait because 
you know, when I otherwise I binge a series right away, and number one, it takes up hours of your time, and number two, it's yes, it does. it's gone, it's over, you know, and then you got to wait right. till the next season. And if there, uh, is, one. If there is one, yeah. Well, it, you don't even know, you know, like like no. like. Uh, uh, you know, like Ted Lasso is coming back, for instance, in March, but nobody knows, at least I haven't heard, whether there will even be another season. So you don't know. And, there might uh, not like, be. I, I, think, the, that, I yeah. think they were talking there might not be. You know, some shows can only go so long. <clears throat> yeah, like Ozark was like that. Uh, they only went, four, you know, they really only went four seasons. Uh, right. So when you got to it, you were like, you knew you were watching the end. Well, I think, I think they, they, they just split ran. it up, though. Remember, they split it. I they, think did. they did. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, they ran know, out of pe- the, they ran out of people think, to kill. I think. You know? Right. <laughs> well, now there's nobody left to kill. Um, no, there is. There's still more. You know. And, and you know, it's funny that you say that because now you know, uh, because of what goes on in like the world, which is so strange now. When even when I put down, I was going to write uh, murder as a as a word. You know, just as a tag word. And then I went like, mm-hmm. oh no, I better just write murder mystery because I'm thinking like, I double think things now be that I didn't because you go well maybe just don't want to put that word out because you know, people are so it's insane now I think I don't even know how the comedians survive or any you know because you have to watch everything you say and everything yeah. you do because yeah. if you say something that just slips out it may just be a, you know it just happens you know right. so I'm thinking because right because people you have the, they're watching now the names of their covers you know and just so they don't insult anybody. And it's getting quite difficult to do things like that. Even in the sweet romances that I'm writing, I forgot that in the first series I did write Hell and I wrote a few other things, but I know I can't swear. So you have to be really careful to not to annoy anybody. But, you know, on TV now they're using any words that they feel like. I mean, I can't even believe that. That is interesting. Yeah, on TV, I mean, it's... it's, it's, uh, There's a lot of words they never used before. Ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, things like, um, I mean, I mean, you know, in old days of TV, the traditional days, I mean, nobody cursed, nobody cursed on no, TV nothing. or anything. But, um, but you know, when you were talking about being careful, I don't know why I just had a, I, I was thinking about this for, for another reason recently. And one of the things that you really find um, is if you go back and read uh, some older books. Uh, how much incredibly inappropriate stuff there is in there, you know, I know uh, which nobody yes. at the time. I mean, like nope. you read the Raymond Chandler, you read the Philip Marlowe yep. books. Uh, yeah. The way he, I mean, not just the way he talks about uh, about race, not just the way he talks about you know black people or whatever, but the way he talks right. about women and the way women are treated. Yeah, and it's not, yep. it's not. It's not particularly mean spirit. It's just the way he does it so casually. Right. And well, uh, it was different then. It was different. It was totally Very different. Kind. And 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 I just read uh, just the other day, just like yesterday, I read where um, the Ian Fleming books, the o, the Double O Seven uh, books, right. are being all re-edited before they're being released again because again, you know, the way James Bond treats women was certainly very old-fashioned as opposed yeah. to. The way, uh, but, you know, the way they the are thing, today. Though, I mean, even in old movies, they cannot change everything. <laughs> they just can't. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's well, old movies, there's old, uh, you know, there's old books, old movies, old everything, old plays. You know, you cannot change everything, you know, because then it changes the whole story. But I think that people have to realize this 
you go like, okay, this was written 20 years ago, and like Mad Men, let's just take Mad. I love that. I, yeah, keep, I watch yeah. it a million. I keep watching it over and over again. And when I watch it, I'm being like, oh my god, you know, look what how they treat women. But then again, this is a good thing because how far it's come where women have become equal. And yeah. well, when I was only... writing screen. Well, they're not exactly equal, but I'll I'll, give you a story for a sec. When I was doing scripts, I went under Max Irving because I felt like, oh, I'm a woman and they don't. And I wrote mysteries and I wrote killer ones, a lot of things. And I thought, oh, it's not good for me to do that. So recently people are looking at my scripts and um, writing the description. That's what I wanted to ask you about because descriptions are very important in, in how you're writing. And this is where people can sell a book or can sell a movie because of how you write that that paragraph that sells it. And that is why people, like in your series, all right, now yours could be definitely on TV. There's no doubt. So why isn't it? That's the question. Uh, yeah, well, people always say that to me. They'll say, oh, wait, well, that would be true, really though. good on TV. And I'll be, oh, that's no, a good idea. True. I never thought of that. Uh, let me reach well, out to someone I know in Hollywood. You write a lot of dialogue. Yeah. Because you write dialogue. That's yeah, that's a script well, right there. It, it, it's, it's like it's if true, you, you write a lot. Yeah, and I've done I've done I wrote a bunch of screenplays too. You know, a few years back I was doing yeah. a lot of screenplays. Not I didn't really you know, uh, but I I you know I took some classes and was into it. Um, well, it just sort of depends. I mean, um, I mean well, you know you like clear, I've been you have clear. It's a it's a woman. It's a definite. You know. Because now that's what they're looking for. So when I was talking to this, you know, producer, she was very nice. And going back and forth, she goes, obviously, you're a good writer, but we, we, you can't get the description. So this is what was so bad. I kept rewriting the log line, the log line, you know. And I said, why don't you just read the book? Because some of these books, yeah. you know, says I will when well, I have time. The, you know, the log line but, is so important in oh, in, in God, script writing, and it's like you it's sell it on terrible. one thing, terrible. and then. But I think you know, I guess I guess people just you know stumble across. I mean, you know, like like I've been watching. I don't know if you've been. It's pretty good actually. I've been watching uh, Will Trent, which is on ABC. You know, no, but on I, Hulu. Looks, it looks like it's good because I I saw it's it very for good. like a minute. Yeah, yeah good. And good, that's good. Karen. And that's Karen Slaughter. You know, who's a very yeah. prominent mystery writer. And, you know, uh, she had another one that was on, I think, Netflix a, few, a while back, too. Um, and so people, like, come across her work, and they're like, oh, you know, I mean, and obviously the the big names, the Lee Childs, the Michael Conleys, right. uh, uh, and, um, you know, there's a, you know, but I, I, again, you know, it's it's my, and my, um, again, I've had some history, I actually wrote a, a TV movie with a with an agent, and we thought we had sold it to see. You know, there's all this stuff that goes on behind the scenes that I'm sure you right. know. Right, I can't. So I much so many chance. options. Yeah, so many. Yeah, options. I've had I mean, you know, yeah. and I've had uh, and I've had options. But you know, the very it's funny because the very first book that I ever wrote was 19, it was published in 1985. So it was my mm-hmm. first novel, and it was you know by some medium sized house. And uh, as soon as it came out, they called me up and they said, "Oh, they got requests." 
to look at it by both, and these at the time were two of the most prominent actresses in Hollywood, Jane Fonda and Sally Field, you know, who were the top yeah. of the line yeah, in yeah. Hollywood. Right. And both yeah. of them want to look at your, you know, not them, but, you know, their offices want to look at your book. And I was like, oh, my God, how great this is. Yeah. But, you know, as mm-hmm. I found out later, I mean, that means nothing. I mean, it just, uh, it just uh, people look at stuff all the time. And I've done... You know, I remember right. I sold one of my books to an option uh, to it uh, for, you know, to for like a TV movie option, and uh, they had it for a year, and I don't think anybody even looked at it. I mean, they buy the option, well, and then it just sits there, you know. Well, the one thing is, if they, this is how I feel. when For my clients, I did the same thing. If they don't sell it within three months, I know that they say you can wait, but they, they get, right. you know, restless, and they go, they don't really push it. If they don't do it fast, then they just go, oh, all right, fine. So they, it sits. But, you know, it was interesting. So uh, Love Changes was my first um, screenplay and my first book. So, and I, I re-put it out now in a new cover and everything because I love that story. So, and I wrote a screenplay. So the producer calls me up and wants to talk about it. So, well, I mean, my text, I shouldn't say talk. We don't talk anymore, whatever. <laughs> so, but what's interesting now is, they want it focused on the female. That's why your things are. That's yeah. a, this is a female, you know. And but I, the logline. I mean, so I rewrote it and rewrote it and rewrote it, and then, and then I just said forget it, you know. And then I have the other book she wants to look at, and they really. I mean, she spent time, but I'm thinking all this time you could have just read my book, you know. I mean, back and forth. Yeah. So this is what happens. So, but you have female char- a character that's a good character, and you just never know. And so, one of the things, did you watch SAG Awards the other night? I didn't. I mean, I know about them, but I didn't watch them. Okay, yet. it's on Netflix. It's now. It's I no Netflix. longer. Okay. I no longer watch any award shows. I can't handle it. But this was this. Yeah, okay, right. I know. But okay, this one I wasn't going to even watch it. But I really, I do like to watch them, and I have to admit. But the theme, I felt that all of the stars that won had the same, you know, they were going like, well, it took us so long to get here. And it does. And that's the thing. You have to stay in the game. Right. And you've been in it for years. What is your advice? Because people, when they're listening to this show, they give up too fast. You can't, I mean, if you really love writing, you yeah, have to stay in the game. I, I think game. that's the I think that's the key. People always ask me about uh, about writing and how you do it, and you know, my answer always is right. the way you write is you write. You sit down and you write. And I operate on the theory that I try and write the kind of things that I would want to read, and uh, that's the only way I know how to write. I don't sit right. down and try and try and like somebody says. I mean, I didn't sit down and try to write a female character because somebody said, oh, that's more commercial. I right, did it exactly. because that worked. Right, I don't do that either. Exactly. And, uh, and I actually really enjoy the writing process. I mean, I've been writing for you know, for pretty much all my life, people always, because, you know, as, 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 as you know, I spent most of my life in the media and I worked for big papers and NBC and I left NBC and left full-time work about six, seven years ago. And people say to me, and I've had like something like a dozen books published since then. And people say like, oh, that's really great. You know, you, 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 you stopped working full-time and then you started writing books. I'm like, no, I've been writing books the whole time, you know. Right, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Some of the books that have come out in the past few years are books that I 
I didn't write that particular book, but I wrote a version of it maybe 15 years ago or 20 years ago, and it like you know it never sold or it just sat sat there, and then I would pull it up and say, yeah, you know, I like this idea, you know, and I'll use that as inspiration for for a book. So. Yeah, I just, you know, I have so many people being in the media, they're all like, oh, I want to write a novel too. I want to write a screenplay. And um, the, the problem is very few people really um, sit down and do it. And uh, um, that's if I have one um, one strong point, I think that's it, which is I just write, and I write every day, and uh, I, I do it. And if it gets published, that's great. But if it doesn't, I'm still, I'm still working at the craft. Yeah, yeah, it is a craft, and you know, and that is the truth, you know. And so, but you know, it's interesting though when you actually re- really do talk to producers or get involved with them because they actually don't know what they want. They yeah, they yeah. they want what they think they want, but then again, why aren't they giving other people a chance out there? That's the part that bothers me. Is that there's a lot of writers out there that are good. And it seems to be, you know, Hollywood and, you know, they go with this because now most people are, a lot of the stars are producing their own. And the good news is, is people of a certain age would not be out there if they didn't produce their own work because they would say, yeah. they would just, and they would let them go. You know, listen, like Joan Crawford, all of those people, when they got older, they were like, they didn't care about them. But now a lot of the stars are doing really better than they probably ever did, you know, and and they can pick what they want. That's the thing. And I think the other thing about the series, why they might want it is because, you know, there's something about, you know, you don't, people used to go big screen, little screen, you know, and they all wanted to be in the movies. But because of independent publishers also getting books out fast, the the regular publishers have to do that also now, I think. Maybe that's the thing, because they can't wait. Because sometimes it used yeah. to take two or three years to get a book out. So if they have the author, like you, do all three of them, they're ready to go. Yeah. But, and they don't, um, you know, you know it takes I a while find... to write a book. I just find my uh, and again you had more experience with me. Again, I spent a few years writing. I I, I worked extensively at one point a number of years ago with a producer who had produced some movies in Hollywood and um, and an agent, and we we came up with a screenplay uh, with a character not unlike Claire, a female a female reporter at a yeah. TV station and solving a series of murders and we worked on it really hard i mean i went out to la you know and i we sat down and we edited it we got it all set and we thought we actually had a deal for a um uh cbs uh in those days where there were a lot of tv movies and um tbs yeah, was right. going to buy it for a tv movie and w- w- like everything seemed to be and then we found out then it got um and they and then they passed on it and we found out later the reason they passed on it is they had just bought a movie about a female TV reporter, a TV movie starring Farrah Fawcett, who was, you know, obviously a huge right, name at the right. time. So she was playing a thing, and that's why they didn't buy my script. And then years later, right. a couple of years later, 
I somehow uh, the movie was called I think Exclusive and I mean her movie and I saw it on TV and it was horrible you know and I remember thinking you know and I liked her but it was horrible and I'm like thinking like so you know but it's just the chance of it if my script had had uh, had come to them when they didn't have this Farrah Fawcett deal that was just going down they probably would have uh, have bought it and there's and you know you it's just so much that goes on in in uh, Hollywood and and I mean, you know my personal background with this not my personal but you know w- one of the things that I became familiar with it was uh one of my best friends in college uh and for many years after was uh, Joe Esterhouse who went on to become yeah, one of the well, most yeah. famous <laughs> screenwriters <laughs> in yeah. Hollywood with basic instinct mm-hmm. and all yep. that mm-hmm. um uh he was probably the richest most successful uh screenwriter in Hollywood like during the 80s and the 90s yeah, right. and I yeah, would visit right. him out at his mansion in Malibu you know and it was he was riding on top of the heap but uh, but you know he 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 hasn't uh, he hasn't done a screenplay I mean I'm out of touch with him now but he hasn't done a screenplay yeah. in years you know uh I mean that's how quickly it all can turn around you know like you're there and you're doing all these screenplays and then suddenly you're right. not a part of it anymore you know unless he's uh, doing it under unless he's just doing it and they're not putting his name on it you know cause no, that, no, that, no, that, no. you know and he I don't he think because yeah, right no. now though anybody from the past that you know because now the right let's say any of the, at the start, I don't know, let's say Jean Smart, okay, she's have a great run, you know. She's right. uh, a, she's really great, but she produces the series now herself, and I think even in some of the things she shot, that it got so much attention, you know, and, but even though she was out years ago, look how popular she is now. I mean, and it's, I think they can't even believe the fact that they maybe they had a career when they were younger, and then as they got older, for many years probably wasn't too much. But now that they're producing their own things, I think they're shocked. Like they're doing so well. I mean, yeah. it's almost yeah. like when you hear them talk, it's like, oh my God, they're getting another chance at it, and they're picking what they like. Though that's the thing. Years ago, they couldn't pick what they liked as much. They were under contract. Now right. they have, you know, they they just have some really good shows. You know, well, there was also so, uh, the, the 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 boundaries between TV TV and movies have like changed so much because I mean before you were a TV star like you were George Clooney as a TV right. star on, on 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 ER or then you went into yeah. movies or you were Bruce Willis and and then you yeah, went into yeah. Die Hard and became a movie star. I mean now you have all you know with Netflix and 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 Apple there's so much and, to, there's so many Amazon. places you can put it. Yeah, are they movies or are they TV? You know, like like you know, Doesn't like matter. you'll yeah. see that. I mean, like like the Jack Reacher started out as TV as movies right. with with uh, with Tom Cruise, and Cruise, now yeah. they're it's it's I'm an trying. Amazon yeah. series, but. But yeah. it's almost like movies. I mean, it's the same as the movie. It just happens yeah. to be on on Amazon Prime. So it's like there, there's just so many more opportunities. And again, you're not you're and, not pigeonholed so much as if like no. there was always this thing about well, he's a TV star, not a movie star, or he's a movie star, not a right. TV star. And now I just think now it all it blends together a lot more. Um, but well, I think um, you would you'd watch a lot of the series, which is I think a good thing. You know, because I think it's good to know exactly what's out there and what, you know, people are doing, you know, and because you're seeing, because you watch a lot of these. Now, Apple, uh, now Harrison Ford. Yeah, I haven't watched in, that one yet. I hear that's pretty good. You know what? Good. I love Shrinking. him playing yeah. that, though. 
it's so different than any other role he's ever played. Right. I think, you know, yeah. and it, it's, it's, I like watching him this way. So I think right. they're getting to have another side of themselves that they didn't really portray years right. ago. Well, you right, know, and right, he, right. He, I think he's doing great in it. I don't know how the, the series will be on again. It's called Shrink, I think. No, I, I, think I, it I know the series. A lot of people have. I, that's kind of next on my list to watch, actually. Yep. Um, I just yes. finished watching um, uh, White Lotus, the second season. I don't know if you followed, if you, if you I did, watched I any it. of that. And it's, I love yeah, it. it's like it's basically all these rich people at a hotel and all their adventures. I and, love uh, it. I, I, and, I think it was great. Uh, and uh, you know this one had both. I mean, it had a lot of people, but it had both uh, uh, F. Murray Abraham and Jennifer Coolidge. You know, who are like yep. classic people that you yep. could, you yep. know. And and but it's you know the guy it's an from uh, Sopranos. The Sopranos guy was the, the yeah nephew. right right uh, right 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 <laughs> yeah. right Christopher Christopher from the yeah, Sopranos right. was uh, and, uh, yeah. was in it. And uh, so yeah, and that that one actually that won all sorts of SAG awards the other okay, night. So. That, so this is a, Go ahead. You know, because Jennifer Coolidge, look at her career now. Yeah. Look, and, look at what she said. And, She's going crazy. And, she can't believe it. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, I just, you know, and I, I, I don't say this, you know, I mean, it's just obvious. It's not in any way meant to be an yeah. insult or cruel. But if you, if you, I just saw her like the other day on a rerun of Seinfeld yeah. from 30 years ago, and she's gorgeous. Yeah. She's beautiful, you yeah. know. And yeah. of course, she yeah. was gorgeous in the in the movies she was in, and you know, what Porky or whatever it was. And yeah. uh, 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 and now she's like this totally older character, you know, much a lot of yeah. weight, but. Yeah. It's a fascinating character because, you know, yeah. certainly in The White Lotus, um, she plays such a, a sympathetic, needy – I mean, she's so needy, know, you know, know, that you kind of feel sorry for <laughs> know, her, you know. know. And uh, and uh, it's it's just this over-the-top, in a good way, performance. And, yeah. uh, and of course, she was in the first White Lotus season, too, played the same character. Yeah. And uh, But it's like she's so – she's somebody who um, – and you know you don't always see this. She's somebody who was this glamorous young sexy star, who yeah. is a different kind of actress today than she was, and maybe yeah. more successful today than she was when she was. Because you younger. know what, when she's on the screen, you watch her. She's, she's compelling, compelling for whatever the she's, reason. She's, she's like compelling. a. She's like a. I, you know, I don't want to give away too much about about yeah. it in case anybody watches, but she's. She's like a train wreck. I mean, really is. Yeah. You know, everything she does gets screwed up. But at and the same time, you like sort that. of yeah, people and you you just feel you just you just feel she's yeah. so. And, and you know, in the in the in the show, she's supposedly is worth like you know half a billion dollars. Somebody actually says yeah. there's a line in the show it, like where somebody one of the people in the hotel says. How can you be worth a half a billion dollars and be so miserable? You know, like she's totally unhappy, even though she's got all this yeah, money. You can't, you know, so, right? Yeah. They never finished up with what happened with her husband, so they didn't do that. You know, and somebody said to her at the stag awards, or somebody was talking, they go, "Well, they can't. Are they going to bring you back?" She goes, "Doubt that, because they can't." You know, but well, we don't you want know, to talk about that because you're going to give away a you're going to give away a spoiler to the show, then, right? You know, I know. So, well, no, they yeah, all know. Yeah. Everybody knows already what happened. But, yeah, you know, yeah. It's you know what because in Hollywood anything can happen. <laughs> you know they have twin brothers, twin sisters. You know they can do anything that they want. But you know the or, characters or that they pick. Yeah. yeah, Mike White. Okay, this is a good example to talk about because he said 
I think it was the Golden Globes. He sat on the stage, and he and when he got the award, he looked at everybody and said, "You know, a lot of you passed this up, and you know who you are." Yeah. So yeah, all right. Yeah. So he couldn't get it off the ground. So he, he right. just like that, he looked at everybody and goes, "Sorry, you you passed." Because that well, is the word. That, that that you know everybody thinks. Everybody always <laughs> sort of assumes that oh, when you see like a hit show, you're like, oh, well, they that was easy. They just went, oh, they got yeah. it on the air. And most <laughs> hit shows take a long time. You know, there's a book from a few years ago, and I, I can't think. I think his last name is Cherry, um, who was a yeah. writer who wrote uh, Desperate Housewives, which, of course, was wildly oh, yeah, yeah. popular. Yeah. Um, and uh, and. He, it's it's in it, you know it's a book about TV and how shows get yeah. on the air or don't get on the air, and he, he wrote about series. the he wrote a, yeah he was like with Golden Girls and stuff yeah. and but anyway yeah. he he had he 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 wrote and I always thought this was like really as a writer it's something really important he um, he had come up with Desperate Housewives. And the problem with Desperate Housewives to try and sell it was nobody knew exactly what it was. I mean, it was kind right. of like a, a drama, but it was also a comedy. It had all. It yeah. was sort of like in between. It had all these elements. Yes, and every place and he, a lot of everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So every place he went, they were like, "Well, we don't really know what this is," and they didn't. Right. And they everybody would give him like, "You got to make it more of a." of a, a drama, you got to put more sex in it, you got to make yeah. it, you know, whatever it was. And he got so um, discouraged by it, or not discouraged, but so yeah. frustrated and angry about it, that he then sat down and said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write um, the absolute best show that I can do, and it's going to be so good that nobody can turn it down. And that's what he did. He sat down and wrote right. what right. became Desperate Housewives. And he right. believed, he believed uh, that uh, if he did that, that somebody would would do it, and of course it became a huge success. And I think as a I think as a writer, uh, a couple other people I've heard do stuff like that, and I think about that sometimes. You know, it's like if I just like tune out everything else anybody's telling me and just write yeah. what I'm what I think is good. Um, right. The other, and this is a long time ago, but the other person that I remember reading once that did that was uh, Lawrence Block, the famous mystery writer. And yeah. he had written a series of books about Matt Scudder that really, I, I think, hadn't been like super, you know, they'd been okay, but they hadn't been super successful or whatever. And then he just, and everybody told him, you know, well, you know, you need a different character. You can't write the same series, whatever. And he 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 just decided I want to write this book, Eight Million Ways to Die, which became this, you know, incredibly successful book. And he, I want to write it with this character, and I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to write this, and he did. And of course, it, you know, it, his career just took off from that. And I, I just think there's a real lesson there for, for people, and it's something I follow a lot. Again, you know, like write, you know, a lot of people, write what you right, believe just, in, you know. Right, you know, and a lot of people, you know, have contacted me lately, which I like that you're on the show today, but because we can talk about screenwriting and things like that, because people really want to know about this. You know, and about uh, the things we're talking about today, just these things, you know, because there's so much that that rides on all of this. It's not just sitting in a, in a room and writing something because, unfortunately, people do think of selling, you know. I mean, they want to sell. So that does get in the way sometimes of things. But, like, what you're saying about Desperate Housewives is 
Right. It was like a soap opera. And so if you look right. at the soap, I watched two soap operas because my mother did, and I watched them when she was six. I was taking care of her a lot, so then I started re-watching them. So, but people love, like, soap operas. And, you know, and that's what Desperate Housewives was kind of like. You know, yeah, really, yeah, it was just yeah. following all oh. these people and writing all these characters. It's not easy to write. I actually can write a lot of characters because I like introducing new ones and you can write a lot i can't write a book with two characters or three i can't i just wish i could because i would like to like i see you know bridges of madison i love that movie there's only the two of them and i can't do that i need like a lot of characters so probably for you because you do dialogue so well anything you do is going to be good because you're talking people like to hear that as much as people yeah. say they want description and background, it does take away sometimes from the story because oh, I think you're, so. yeah. you're losing a lot when you stop the conversation and go, oh, I, well, I you do also, that. I, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you also really slow down the book when you're putting in a lot of description. You know, like the, I, the whole I thing with dialogue too. is the people say to me, Wow, that was a quick read, or that Matt really yeah, moved, and all yeah. that. And yeah. that's because there's, I use a lot of dialogue. If you if you're writing yeah. um, two pages on what a sunset looks like, it really slows. Right. The, I mean, it might be beautiful, but it slows the book down. I can't do it. I you know, and I try because, but because I think people like that sometimes. But I it stops the conversation flow for me, and I hate yeah. that. You know, well, I want to hear what they're saying. I um I I I always found this kind of fascinating and and you know I the, you know as, as you know the, the yeah so the difference between writing a screenplay and a novel is in a in a book is is really yeah. interesting and the the good part yes, it is. the good the good part of writing a, a screenplay is that uh you know instead of writing two pages about the sun coming up you, go, you do a line right. saying it, it's, it's morning. sunrise oh, yeah. and then you go right into the dialogue yeah <laughs> Uh, but uh, the tough part about writing a screenplay is that every word counts. Like in a novel, you can wander around. In a screenplay, you've yeah. got like whatever, 105, 120 pages, and every now word has to count. Now it's 90. 90, they like an hour and a half. They don't like yeah, long yeah. screenplays. Well, I mean, a movie, I yeah. think, is about 105. But anyway, yeah. uh, but I um, – so one person who has been incredibly successful as both a uh, screen screenwriter uh, for TV – and also as a novelist is uh, a guy named Lee Goldberg. I don't know if you read any yeah. of his stuff, but he's very, yeah. very good and very successful. Yeah. And he wrote like for Monk and, you know, the, the yeah. whatever the Dick Van Dyke's drama show was. He was like a big writer for them. And then more recently he's done a lot of really best-selling, you know, thriller mystery novels. And I read one of his recently. I had to interview him for a few years ago. I had to yeah. interview him for <laughs> something. And um, I read the book. And it was one of these thrillers that literally, like, there's this incredibly dramatic moment on the first couple pages that just blows you away. And then it, like, never stopped. I mean, it was just nonstop through the whole book. Like, yeah. just moved, yeah. like, like yeah. 100 miles an hour. And I, I, so I asked him about that. I said, like, wow, you know, that was really impressive right. how, okay. you know, the book just moved. Yeah. And he said, well, you know, he said before it became, he said, I, I wrote it first. I said, how did you do that? And he said, I wrote it first as a screenplay. And I thought, you know, logically, I said, oh, you were trying to sell it as like a movie, and then you decided to turn it into a book. And he said, no, it was always going to be a book. But he said, I knew if I wrote it as a screenplay first, I could get it 
fast, you know, like because the screenplay moves so fast, he right, wrote right, it as a screenplay right. so he could make it move. Then he took the screenplay and turned that into his book. But because the book came from a screenplay, it didn't read like a book. I mean, in a good way, it read like a like you were watching a, a you know a thriller on a on the movie screen. And I I just always find that concept is really fascinating. I and, tell and people it's something, that though all the time. Yeah. I do, you know, because. I do because some of my books are from screenplays, and I tell people that because, and I actually said to the producer that I said, you know what? I said the book is better than the screenplay because I got time to develop them, you know. But the screenplay is a great outline because you got your whole story, and then you just make it better in the book. Yeah, and I've I've done the I've you know when I was writing uh, a bunch of screenplays. Um, I I would adapt my own. I you know you always need an idea, and a lot of times I would yeah. I would adapt my own book. So I would take a book that I had written and then try and do a screen. And that's and that's really kind of I want to say easy to do, but you've got yeah. the entire story there, right, and you've true. got the dialogue yeah. in the book, yeah. and it it's because you're not making it more, you're making it less, you know. So right. like yeah, all the descriptive phrases and yeah. stuff because one of the one of the toughest things that you you have to learn as a screen as a you know, and I took a bunch of classes and I'm sure you've heard this that yeah. one thing they just keep hammering away at you is don't don't show it, don't tell it, you know, because as a right. novelist you're talking about stuff. As yeah, a screenplay person, yeah. it's got to be it's got to be shown. It's right like here so and you now, have right, the action. You know, you see yeah. somebody doing it as opposed to right. the character yeah. talking about it, and and that's the the toughest, I think, uh, uh, adjustment you have to make going from uh, from novels. Yes, and to, I, I still uh, have that play. problem. And you know, and my idea for the this is my third, and it's just they're small novellas, but I. I can't get these two people together. I got them together in the screenplay, and I couldn't get them together now. And I, this is this is what, it's taken me forever. And I, I don't know if I'll do this. It's driving me crazy. I just can't, you know. And now I figured it out finally how to get them together because yeah. sometimes you do have this idea, and then it's in your head. And so by now, that's why when I'm writing the logline and description, I'm really it gets me a little screwed up because I am thinking in the here and now, and then I'm thinking of the book that's and then you know what i mean and so it's very difficult for me to write that description good because they're two different entities and so right right not this, and it's very hard so you know and what i i think you know what people i read on the, i had a lot of clients i couldn't they were all new clients they were all new people because i felt like right. this was important and nobody would take them and they gave it up but the thing is is that I read the screenplay. It doesn't take long, and if you're going to represent them or if you even like the story, you should read it. But it, just don't look at one page. I mean, I can tell a lot of times in 10 pages, which is what they used to do years ago, you send sure. them 10 pages, and they'll go like, okay, fine, we'll read the screenplay. Right, but right. they have to really, they're not going to read books that are 400 pages. That is not happening. If it is, you're very lucky. But that's why people, when they write like a, a novella, they have a shot at getting a screenplay because someone might read it because it's short. They don't want to read for four hours. They don't want to read for days at a time. And like Fran, she's a speed reader, but most people are not, you know, because yeah. it takes time to read, and they don't have the time. 
That's the problem. Think, That's why they yeah. want it right in front of them. But don't you Not think? There. Don't you think uh, most people? Because this is me too. Don't you think most people make up their mind about either a book or a screenplay in the first few pages? I know, like I do, I'll pick up a book in a I you know, or I'll I, look yeah. at a book online mm-hmm. and I'll yeah. start reading mm-hmm. it. And if it doesn't grab me in the like I the know. first chapter, I don't keep reading. Like I'll look at like in the days of when I was spent more time in bookstores, you'd pick up a book yeah. and you'd open the page and you'd look at it and you'd put it down, look at another one. And I do that online now too, you know, where I'll go where it says please you know, you can read the the opening and I'll read it. Yeah. And uh and I, I just think I think you can I think you can often just tell from the beginning whether or not, you know, it's something like it, for yeah. you. Yeah. But I want to I, say I one it, other thing about true. I want to say one other thing about the screenplay business which I found out which you know, which again is frustrating is there are so many more rules in screenplays than in books. Like in a novel you basically can write whatever you want. You just write you write a book and you can right. wander right. off. And right. you know, there's this whole what do you call like the three act structure in movies? You know, where yeah, you have right, a right. like by a certain page you have the opening, and then you have the middle yeah. arc, and then you have the yeah. third part, which right. uh, is the basically the climax. And you know, I've been in movie classes. I mean, and they're like, like, no, you have to do this, and it has to fit this format, and everything is really uh, like a very firm formula. And uh, and yet, you know, like the you'll some you know some movies just you know will ignore it like the classic one i think is probably like pulp fiction where tarantino yeah. pretty much basically ignores everything about screenwriting yeah. and it I just think jumps all around it makes no right, sense exactly. and it's but it's yeah. but it's but it's great you know it's classic right, exactly and um and i i think how about once upon a hollywood once upon Once, a yeah, exactly. I love that movie, by the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a, I'm not always a Tarantino fan, but and you know, and that's yeah, can't talk yeah, about. Yeah. But I I love that movie all the way through, and I kept dreading the ending. And then yeah. when I got to the ending, I loved the. I know, wasn't know. that great? Yeah. So uh, and I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. But but you know, and I I go this through this too, like with screenplays. Um, another one of my favorite movies of recent years, and you'd never in a million years would think of it, is uh, Jojo Rabbit. Did you see Jojo Rabbit? Yeah, right. Yes, I thought, and, yes, and yes. so it's like you know, think of that logline: a little boy yes. admires Adolf Hitler and tries to be like. Right. That's the logline, you know. And you're I like, know. why in the world would I watch this show about a kid who's a yes. Nazi and wants to be? Right. And yet, it is a wonderful movie, and it's like it's it like it's uplifting, and you feel good from it, and and like it well, look just, at Mel Brooks. It breaks look every Mel rule. Brooks. Mel, Brooks, Mel Brooks, yeah, another one. He he did the same. I mean, Hitler in springtime. I mean, so we're you know. I mean, this is really something not good. But yeah. look at the movie. Well, I mean, yeah, so well, you wonder. You know, I watched the. Yeah. You know, you well, of course, it became the the big hit on Broadway and stuff yeah, too. Yeah. But I've I've because I, that's one of those movies. Every time it's on, I'll watch like you know scenes yeah. from it because it's so hilarious. Yeah. And yeah, there are movies <laughs> like that, though. You wonder if they would get made today because, they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't, I mean, it's such it's an outrageous content. idea that, you know, like, you know, this this play about what a wonderful, you know, springtime for Hitler, you know, yeah. um, and people people react. Well, you know, I watch, I watch a lot of movies that are Hallmark and whatever, and I go, go like, okay, do we have any, like, Jewish movies for Hanukkah? They have a few. Okay, but the problem that I feel as a Jewish writer, I write my characters, uh, some of them are Jewish, but I don't write them Jewish. 
I write right. them as people. Because I think it was Rob, uh, it was Carl Reiner, and I think I read books on where they just said, write a person, a Jewish person can write a Jew, right. but you don't have to make them so Jewish. So I'm watching the show the other night, and they they used every Jewish word. You know, they're going like rugalo, which is right, a, uh, right, right, right. Is uh, it's like a, you know, it's, it's like a little sweet. It's like a cookie, but a like a Jewish cookie that tastes good. It's like a roll. But anyway, right. so they used every word. And I'm thinking, why are they doing this? Because yeah. it's just like, it go, you know, every word they were going, oi, they, you know, talking about. And I'm thinking, this can't, I, this can't be a Jewish writer writing this. Why? Why would you write this? Because we're it's yeah. regular people. So to me, that's what happens. So like when they, when producers, he just wrote what he wanted. You know, yeah. well, you know, um, that was that. Speaking of Woody Allen, of, take, of, take Woody Allen, who people hate now, but yeah. I love his movies. I love. Well, his people movies. hate him. People For hate him because reasons. of the personal. Yeah, because and I've had people say, "I don't want to say, know their personal life. I don't want to know anything about their personal." Do you? Well, that's really? a whole. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, of and course. and I know, I know, um, I know people like whose opinion I respect. Younger people yeah. who uh, have never seen like you know, Annie Hall or something, which is a classic. Know, right. And they say, I won't watch it because I don't like Woody Allen. And I'm like, yeah. you, got, you know, it's like a wonderful movie. And, uh, yeah. and, uh, I, uh, uh, yeah, no, that, I mean, that you get to, but I just want to go back to the thing about like writing Jewish characters and stuff. And I don't this, yeah. this crossed my mind. Did you ever watch, um, and I'll explain to you why I'm bringing it up. Okay. <laughs> Did you ever watch the, uh, the, the offer on Paramount, which is about the making of the Godfather? Did yes, I it? did. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I love so it. one uh, of yeah. the little subplots in there, the beginning plot is, which I uh, found fascinating because I've been watching some of this on TV is the, uh, Albert Ruddy, who's the guy who, you know, yeah. who's, who the show is about, who taking, right, produced taking, the Godfather. Right. But before that he had produced Hogan's heroes on TV and 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 that is like if you think about it, that is like yeah. like how in the world did that show? It's a comedy <laughs> about guys yeah. in a Nazi pr- concentration camp. Like how in that. the world could that. that have ever made yeah. it? And yet, yeah. so there's a scene in there where he he pitches that idea to like CBS or someplace, you know. Yeah. And and they're like, why would we make a movie about, you know, why would we make a TV yeah. show about a Nazi concentration camp? And he pitches it and by the end yep. of the pitch they're all sold because he's made yep. it so yep. funny and he's got sergeant schultz yep. and i know nothing and all that and if you watch that show it's really done very cleverly and 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 i read about it and there's like a couple rules that they had number one is the the germans can never win anything they've always got it they're always like the losers in it they're always stupid okay. and the other okay. thing that i didn't realize is virtually everybody in that show of the play the nazis um or play the germans they're all jewish uh you know yep. the guy who played colonel clink was jewish yep. and that's just like an example yep. of a show like yep. like well, how in right, the world would that. you sell that show and yet it kind of it works did. in a in a bizarre right. way it did right you know, and and even in mass, like the mass move, the mass when they had mass on it. I mean, when you really watch like the movie, even mass. I I watched it a little while ago with yeah, uh, completely Elliot different. Gould, you know, completely but, different but, move. Yeah. Yeah, but when you watch it, you're thinking like, oh my God, look at all this blood and how bad it is, and it, yeah. it's just horrible. And you you were in Vietnam, so I mean, yeah. So, but what the thing is, and then how can they make these characters so comically 
good, you know, and they did. Yeah. You know, I mean, having yeah. martinis, you know, they just, but so that's why a lot of young people are starting to watch older movies because when you watch those, you really learn things from how they did it. I but don't you think, don't you think, um, uh, like with that, because I haven't seen the movie in a while, but I've seen it, you know, I remember seeing it at the theater when I was, you know, when I was young when it came out. Yeah. And uh, the movie is much more serious and intense than, and much yes. darker than the TV show. Um, and like well, the Frank yeah. Burns yeah. character in the in the movie, yeah. uh, I think it's played by Robert Duvall, he's really, yeah. um, no. he's not funny. Intense. I mean, he's yeah. just no, like, no, right, uh, right. And uh, and of course, yeah. And uh, is Donald Sutherland and Elliot Gould, and they're they're funny. But it's I found the movie to be, and I like the movie, you know. But I just find the right. TV show is with Alan well, Alda with lighter, is of just it it is, well. They have a lot of serious topics, you know. Yeah. And I just it it is interesting um, when people, uh, you know, when something can be successful as a movie and a TV show. But I always find. You know that they're very different. I always felt that about the Odd Couple too. You know, I know everybody loves yeah. the TV show, and I sort of liked yeah. the, the TV show was okay, but yeah. I loved the original movie with Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon, and I yeah. I just yeah. find them different. You know, uh, but they're both uh, they're both successful because, and you know, I mean, how many movies have people tried to turn in TV shows that have become failures? So you know. Well, that's the other thing. I mean, the, you see, there are see that's the thing. Getting back to like round this all out. It really doesn't matter if you, you know, it depends how what you should write, what you think you should write, and you try it, you know, because if you're if you're specifically writing to sell, to like, I mean, years ago, like when I became a WGA agent, I had to because people like Bruce Willis, Jimmy Moore, right. you had to, they would not look at screenplays unless the agent was WGA. Now there's a sure. lot more avenues open. You know, it's different now. That's why I don't even do this anymore. But, you know, but there's a lot more avenues that people. They should be so happy now, and that's what I think. Writers, because of independent publishing, because of all the markets like Netflix and Peacock yeah, and all yeah, these places, yeah. it's open now more than it ever was well, for any let, writer. Let, let me just say this to you, Marcia, and I'll say this on the record. If you want to take Claire Carlson and write a screenplay and you sell oh it, I will be very happy <laughs> to let you share in the profits <laughs> from it. So oh, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> See, this is the problem. The, the problem is that she's a good character, and I'm sure there's plenty of people when you see on TV, oh, she can pay. That's what you should do. Just send the books to these people if you can. Because send it to the stars that you think are good, because they may yeah. want to do it. No, that's right. So they, they more, because like a lot of agents won't even look at anything. They'll just, oh, uh, you, know you know, what? they'll just send it back because they won't. They're horrible but, agents. you know, they don't you know, even it's. Sell. They don't. You're, Terrible what it's they funny do. because um, uh, there's one show on now. I don't know if you've seen it. It's on. Uh, I think it's on ABC too. And you know, again, they just wind up showing it on whatever Hulu or something. But it's uh, Alaska Daily. Have you seen that? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, watch it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's funny it's because good, the character in that actually not like Claire, but I wrote a series before Claire, which you probably yeah. know about, called Gil Malloy. Mm -hmm. And Gil Malloy is basically a, a guy who. Uh, who uh, who's who's a great reporter, but screwed. He took he went too far on his story, and he made a mistake, and he's kind of trying to win his reputation back. And as a result, he has all these anxiety attacks. And I wrote this like like ten years ago, you know. Yeah. And the character on Alaska Daily, who's a woman, it, it's yeah. the exact same thing. She screwed she up the story, and then she has to go to Hillary Alaska, Clinton. and Hillary she's having Clinton. a. Yeah. 
and she's Hillary? Hillary Swank, and she's having anxiety attacks. And I like, I'm looking. I go, wait a minute, that's my idea. No, I'm sure they didn't get it from me, but um, it is interesting when you when you look at the uh, at the. Well, that's uh, one of the, the other story. things. You never know where people see. This is the thing about scripts when they float out there. You don't really know where they are. You know, and they do take parts of it. You know, this is just life. But nobody's going to write the same script or the same book that you do. But they do write different versions of it. You know, because there's a lot of stuff out there that I'm sure writers go. Because I see a lot of stuff. I go, wait wait a minute. I just wrote wrote that. And I've actually sent it to some places. But there's nothing a writer can ever do about that. And that's what's sad. You can't worry about pirating. People are, though, you know. And that's what's sad because they do get a lot of ideas. From other things that they read, they can't. Yeah, but help also it. there's there's a. I mean, you know, there's. I want to say a limited number of ideas. I mean, it's like it's like like <laughs> right. my idea. You know, well, somebody screws up a story and then has anxiety. Yeah, right. I mean, that's not necessarily the most. You know, anybody. But it's how I you mean, do it. I mean, it's kind of like like well, somebody it. will say like if you have like a story about a backstory about somebody being an alcoholic, they'll say. Oh, that's a cliche. Everybody does that. But yeah, they do it because it happens in real life. You know, that doesn't that's mean right. you shouldn't exactly. be able to write your character as a, as a, an alcoholic yeah. or I mean and also, yeah. look, everybody's got to have some big flaw and there's a limited, you know, like you, you can be an right. alcoholic, you can be a gambler, you could have medical issues. Right. But I mean, at some point there's only a, a you know, a specific right. number but, of things you, you can have. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's the character, but you come up with a good character. See, that's the thing. That's why you talk about Will Trent and all these people that are out there. These they're characters, and that's yeah. what's good about it. You well, know, the like Will, you the, know. Will, the Will the Will Trent character actually had that. It's an interesting conceit or whatever they you know that you call yeah. the gimmick because he has um, like some sort of a of a like a reading disorder where he can't read yeah. properly or he can't rem- you know remember let, remember yeah. stuff. So rather than take notes. At a crime scene, he speaks into a tape. Rec- he speaks into a, like a little tape recorder he's got, right. and he describes like all his thoughts. Now, the the good thing about that is, by doing that it, it, as a TV you're show, it's really the, good because you're the telling one. the yeah. viewer exactly, yeah. Yeah. and and it 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 really kind of works. And I know I've never read the Karen Slaughter books. I'd like to read one or two, yeah. uh, but as a gimmick on uh, TV. So I would say on you know for people who are looking beyond all the stuff on Netflix. Yep. The two shows that I'm watching, and there's not a lot on network I watch anymore, but Alaska yeah. Daily and Will Trent are both, right. and they're both like, you know, kind of mystery stories. So I, w- I would recommend both those. I mean, that's what, because that's who you are and what you like to read and what, you, I mean, that's, and those are, you know, mystery is still so popular. You know, yeah. it just is. People like a good mystery. That's, there's nothing, you know, they want a mystery. And, that's and what really is and what is popular. a mystery? You know, I mean, a mystery could just be a twist. I mean, like, 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 right. like, if you're watching Jack Reacher or Bosch, I mean, there's a lot yeah. of action, but there's also yeah. a mystery in that you may not know who did it until the end, or if you know who did it, you don't know how they're going to catch that person. You know, right. who did it? So it's right. um, it's so many of those. But I, I, you know, I do. I also think that yeah, they did a great. I mean. And I don't know how much of this is Michael Conley, but all the Bosch stuff has been great, and the Jack Reacher stuff is great. I mean, it's it's amazing when they take successful books and, a, and are able to turn them into a successful. Have you watched you Yellowstone? Know, Do you watch Yellowstone at all? I haven't. No, that's one I haven't done either. You know, yeah. so I guess it's really I've heard good. about I mean, that. Characters, yeah. The characters are so good. Kevin Costner, I think he might be out of wanting to leave the show, but. 
Um, I I think the show, the characters they have are really good. Did you watch Your Honor? No, I that's the new. Which one is that? Your Honor is the one um, on HBO Max. It's called Your Honor. He was a judge, and he his son. I think you've watched it. No. No, maybe, maybe, no. maybe, maybe I you have. Would it. Like I did, you know, I I've, I'm somewhat limited. You know, because I mean, I'm saying I I I busy doing a lot of his stuff, so I kind of like sometimes. Uh, I mean, my two favorite shows, one of which is coming back, is uh, Ted Lasso, you know, and that, I, I love that, and then Jack Reacher's coming back. But the other show that, um, which is so weird and so compelling, and I don't know if we've talked about it, is Sever- uh, uh, Severance. Severance. I, I started, I, w- I wanted to watch more of it last night because I know you love that. I saw, I've seen about four episodes. I it just is to ask you, so what weird is it that you like about that. I just wanted to. I wanted to ask you that today. What, yeah, what it's a, it? it's it's basically. Do I have the name right? It's not. It's uh. uh it's severance. It's what, severance. Severance. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway, well, the concept, which is basically that people's brains are altered so that you go to work, yeah. and then when you leave the job, you while you're at work, you right. know nothing about your personal life, and then when right. you go to it's home, so weird. Know. you know nothing about your job. And, know. you know, amazingly enough, this creates all sorts of incredible it does. issues yeah. and problems. And then uh, and it's just it's it's just such a a I mean, it's a weird, strangely compelling yeah. show. Uh, I watched the first episode or two because somebody had recommended it. And I was like, I don't even know what's going on here. Right. And I went back and I started again. And then I like just fell in love with the show. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's they have uh, good characters in it. It is. I mean. Um, you know, Torrentino and uh, I mean all these people that are yeah good yeah yeah it. oh yeah and you know? uh, uh, and uh, 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 it's actually created by and direct or produced or directed by uh, Ben Stiller you know so yeah. um, which is interesting again I mean, oh that's why because she but, did the other movie with him the uh, uh, Patricia she did the other movie that he did about prison. Oh yeah, show. Patricia Arquette is like amazing I love in her. the show. Oh, but I love um her. but uh but it but it is interesting, like Ben Stiller is an example of somebody like you think of as a star of all these movies, but now he I mean, he's completely behind the scenes in this. I mean he's yeah, the creator he does of, a lot. you know, producer. Yeah, he does. And he's not in he's not in the show, but right. clearly um, you know, the fact it's so good has to do with him making the right, right and, decisions and, and stuff. So it's see, not a quick one. See, the thing I, about not, Hollywood, because the thing about Hollywood, Patricia Arquette was in that, and he directed it. And then he also directed the one that she did about prison, other um, hostages in prison or something like that. She she was an, uh, a prison worker who got and fell in love with somebody in prison. You know, he, he also did sure. it. I can't think of the name of it, but Ben Stiller did it. So it's interesting yeah. how they, if they like each other and they get along, they want to work together. Well, I mean, that makes sense, wouldn't it? I mean, it's like it in any job. Sense. If you work with somebody and you need to get another job, you're like, oh, I liked that person and I'll, I'll Yeah, uh, I think so. I think that it works well. It does work the one well. Thing, does. The one thing about some of these shows, and, and I know Severance falls in this category, is that, and you don't necessarily see it in the show because they don't relate to it, but a lot of these shows were actually um, filmed during the height of COVID, you know, I know Severance yeah. was yeah. because Patricia Arquette yeah. has talked about it, and because there's one scene where she's face to face with somebody having an argument, yeah. and she talks about how 
like she was really freaked out because of COVID and everything. They were. And I know they, they, they were hired to go back to work for them. I think they. Uh, I think they actually. I think they actually shut down the set at one point, and they came back, yeah. you know, because of COVID. And uh, I imagine Ted Lasso was the same. Um, oh, yeah. So now these these shows presumably, you know, obviously it's it's not the same as it was at the height of it two years ago. But right, um, right. you know, and I don't, I actually, I don't like it in shows when they when they start talking about COVID. But uh, yeah, I haven't know, put it in any of my stories. I, I just didn't, yeah, you know, yeah. I haven't done that. You know, different I, writers I, I do like different things. Some, some, you know, I, I, I operate on the theory that I'm writing in a fi- about a fictional world, and in my fictional right. world, there is no COVID. Right. You know? right, there's no COVID. Right, and you know what? In all the soap operas and a lot of this stuff, they, they never mentioned anything about that. Because you're right. Because I think people, they, we saw the news, we just don't want to watch it. I, I don't want to well, watch because sometimes well, when Michael, I'm seeing it, it's so dark. Michael Conley's uh, not the current one, but the the book before he wrote, uh, he went the opposite way, and he, you know, every time he had the cops doing something, it was like they would put on a mask, or you know, they would yeah. do this, or yeah. about vaccination, yeah. and it, and I like Conley stuff, but it really, I found it annoying and irritating, and then I went online at some point, and I was reading some of the reviews, and it was amazing how many people said the exact same thing. They were yeah. like, you know, why does he keep talking about COVID? I don't want yeah. to read about COVID. Um, no. So that's kind of the way I operate. I, I like to, yeah. in my fictional world, it's a COVID-free world. Right, right. And, they, they, yeah, so far I haven't done it. I'll see if, you know, I have one nurse, a, a doctor, actually, and I don't know. She left because she had so much uh, problems. It was too stressful. But I'm not sure if I, I might have to use it for that because it was well, these nurses and doctors are just so, you know. The other but I don't know. I the other problem with that, though, is is you know is especially in a book, but in anything yeah. is um, things become dated. So you might write something about COVID, and then by the time it comes out, uh, everything's changed. You know. Uh, Although people and, will remember this, though, I think this is at the beginning. People go like, "Are we going to write about it?" It's not going to last that long, but right. it's still hanging around. So that could be why well, people can't put it in. Oh, I guess, but what I mean is, like, like yeah. a few years ago, a while ago, everywhere you went, everybody wore masks everywhere. Right, uh, right. Now, I know at least right. in New York, very few people yeah. wear masks anymore, you know. And uh, so if you have everybody wearing a mask in your book, it just seems a little dated. I mean, I didn't yeah. say that but people I didn't, don't I didn't want to do it either because, yeah, I, was gonna, I thought of writing a children's book, you know, about that during the time, and then I go, no, because I do not want to see masks on the kids in books for later. I just don't didn't feel like I wanted to do that. You know, I agree with yeah. you on that point because some of it is it's too you know it's something that maybe it could be you don't need to discuss all the time because I do find when I watch it on TV and somebody put does that I feel like sad already when I'm watching this because I hate well, that you, it happens. I don't know about you, but I don't. I try to not put any real like like I know authors you Michael no, right, is no, one. Right. Who put yeah. in real life stuff like they'll talk about no. Donald Trump or something? You know, no. uh, Sarah no. Paretsky does that. Uh, Stephen King no. does it. You know, and I don't, I don't do, no. do that. I try no. not to put the real world. You know, I try not to. You know, I don't want. I, I don't, don't even have political shows. Basically, I don't have. You yeah. don't talk. I don't about want anybody it. No. to know. Not, no. I don't want anybody to know. I, I don't. I don't. Nobody knows what my political views are from my book. Right. I try and make them. Right. Uh, I just. It's just not I necessary. Just, 
to who we yeah, are. I yeah, because yeah. then you get into then you get into like a debate about something with somebody, yeah. you know, and 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 somebody once said, you know, like the and also the country is so divided that basically you're going to have, you know. You know, the yeah. overview is whatever you say, you're going to have 50% of the people who agree with you and 50% who right. don't. Right. And, uh, it's, and you know, and nobody's going to change their mind based on what you say. No, I just it's, wish for a world that people would get along with each other. That's all I wish for. I mean, because I think yeah. this would help everybody. There's so many problems that I think if people would try to get along with each other, we could have a better world right now. It's, it's You know, I write for this EYS magazine from Australia, and, you know, uh, I did something on COVID for them because they, you know, it's in the world. So, you know, but um, it's the world, you know, it's we, the book that I'm actually, I, I'm, I have a story in that about me, you know, myself in that. And so I had to, you know, talk about things that I never talk about myself much, but I right. added a few things. So even people that looked at it, it's not out yet. But they said, like, oh, we didn't even know your grandmother did this or that. She was from Kiev. Right. And I never really talk about it. They go, like, you know, yeah. but it's there. And because it's a world thing and it's we're donating all the proceeds to different portions of, you know, for different things. So I think the world really wants to get together. So I hope people would try to make it that way. Because, like you said, it's so divided, you know. and Well, and a lot of that comes from... from from social media Everything. because anybody and, can yeah. go online and say anything they want and they don't have to put their name to it, then it's really easy for people to do hateful, ugly stuff, you know, online. Yeah. And uh, and I'm I'm talking about everybody, not just one yeah. group or anything. No, everybody. And, I, I think it's terrible. And, yeah. I'm, I'm tired of online myself. You know, I this is before we go, I want to ask do you, you're out there and you do promote a lot yourself and everything, but you don't say Anything about your personal life? I don't do that either. No, I, I um, don't. Yeah, I yeah. do not do it at all, at all, because I don't yeah. want to. I just, it's not necessary. What do they care where I go? <laughs> Why people? Yeah, and I don't put I don't, I don't put do stuff online about no. my about medical issues. You know, like a lot of no, people do, and that's no, fine. No, but I, uh, I just try and keep it to my um, work. What I do online, keep you know, keep it to my. I mean, that's I'll what sometimes. I do. Right. I'll sometimes talk about something personally that's just fun, like oh, I went, yeah. I went well, swimming today. Here's the beach, you know, or something. Right, but right. but it's all very. <laughs> right. I don't I don't talk about, you know, I don't talk about personal life. I don't talk about my medical thing question, questions. I don't talk about people no, who died either. that I love. No. You know, I no. I I just um, I don't I don't do that online. That's my choice. No. Uh, me too. I do the same thing because I just feel that way, you know. And so sometimes on my shows, a lot of times I forget to see, say what I do and whatever because it's just my show and it's that's how it is, you know. It, it, I think it's hard sometimes to promote yourself while you're doing a show. You know, how I yeah. talk about things is because I've experienced things, not because I, what, you know, and, and I've done a lot of things like you have. So that's just how it is, but well, I don't I just personal. hope uh, I just hope Vincent Zandri uh, is uh, – feels very bad that he can't promote himself in this show, that he decided to go to the dentist instead of the right. show. <laughs> well, he'll be on again. You want to so, come on with no, him? No, well, I always like to be on with him because I, I know, love I know. I know. I, yeah. I talk about him because I his attitude is wonderful. Just keep writing and don't care what anybody says. And so I love I've never, I, I talk I've never, about that. I've never come across anybody who is seems so uh, – I don't even know if discipline is the word. He just writes all the time. You know, if he's I know. traveling. I mean, he could be writing. He could be right sitting in the dentist chair writing for all we know. You know, it's I like. No, but he just, said yesterday, I think on one of his, I watch his videos all the time. And I go, yeah. he goes like, well, I have time because I'm not married. 
you know, I don't want to be married. Right. So but he you also know, travels. He, he's like he's like traveling to Turkey or someplace. But I he's know. Still writing along the way, you know. I so. know. I know, and that's why he's so interesting that way. And I, you know, and I do because he just tells people the truth. Just stop worrying about this or that. Just write. You know, and yeah. that's true. So I, I, you know, I hope. Yeah. So I'll when I get a date with him, I'll yes, I hope. Yeah, he's yeah. Good. Well, I'm always. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. Well, especially yeah. he's. You know, he's fun. You know, there's a few people. Oh. You know that we both know, but he's always. Yeah. Uh, he's. Yeah. Well, I've never met him. You know, I would like to meet him, but we've. Uh, you know, we yeah. we both had books. I've never met anybody. I, mean, I talked to Fran every well, day. Well, you and I, I met. You met. and I. You yeah. and I met no, a I long time ago. I've never been in love, Fran. No, I never met you. I've I've never been no. I thought Fran. I met you at a at a no. Malice Domestic. No, a long time I wasn't ago. any. But Fran, I think you might have met. Fran went to a couple. I met I Fran. I met Fran's once at a um, yeah. at a Thriller Fest, but that no. was before I started doing. No, her not show, me. You know? no. no, we just know yeah. each other from here. <laughs> yeah, from yeah. A, luckily, yeah. the show continued on after the beginning. So I think I've got. I think I got it now. I can never use my landline again. That's it. Done. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. It's over. Well, I'm just glad really. I stopped hearing my own echo because every time I'd hear well, speak, I would then hear myself come back. Had, I had a, I had a few people on, and I had, and I had to can't take their shows off because it was all it was horrible. And I don't, you know, the show was great, and but there was a, an echo, and I couldn't hear it. See, that's the problem. If I could have heard it, like you heard it, see, I can't right. hear it. That if I heard it, then I would have naturally stopped it, but I can't. Well, so. This this is live, you know. This is how it goes. Yeah. You know, well, I've been two, doing it live for quick, fourteen years. Two quick things. Uh, one, okay. if people haven't heard enough of me, there is this thing you mentioned earlier, <laughs> the writer's bar, which is on. You can find it on my social I media. Put it out where I did an I hour and a half. Yeah, I did like an hour and a half there with uh, this guy Baron Bircher, and it, it was quite yeah. fun. And the other thing is. And I think it's still on for the month. I'm not 100% sure. But if, in addition to my book, it's news to me. If uh, the first four books in the series have been selling uh, at like a 1.99 Kindle special, yeah. you know, online, yeah. and uh, I, 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 I think it's probably at least until the end of February. But if you check it out on Amazon, you might be able to, you know, and for that price, if you're interested in checking it out, and you know, you know, you don't want to pay, you know, for the hardcover or even the Kindle version yeah. of It's News to Me, you can read any of the others, uh, hopefully for, usually, you know, there's a lot of specials and stuff, so I just, uh, I would just uh, let people, wanted to let people know that. Yeah, that's good, because I think that's a good thing, because people really, you know, they can't spend, you know, a lot on a lot of the books, because some of them, they just don't, you know, and they're used to reading on Kindles, you know, and on their phone, I, when I used to laugh, I think, how can I possibly do you know, my phone and I do. So, but I think. Well, you're on like. A uh, lot of have you ever had? Not I mean, audio. I'm sure you have, but have this conversation with Fran, who just rants on about Fran Lewis, who just rants on about. She won't read anything on Kindle, you know. And, I know, and, and I keep telling her, and I, and I want her to even listen to an audiobook. She refuses. And, because yeah. I love audiobooks. And your, yours are great, because when you're listening, I know you've said this, because people, you the way you talk is how you write. And this. This is the number one thing that makes a good, successful writer is when they are taught that you feel like that writer is telling you the story, and that is unique, and you do that, yeah. and especially well, when it's on an audio book. Yeah, I, feels- I, um, I still, you know, I'm one of these traditional people. I still love books. I have bookshelves, and I, I understand the idea of having the book, but I have found out over the recent years, I mean, how much – 
all the advantages of Kindle. Um, and, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the biggest thing is you, you take your device with you. You don't have to carry books wherever you go. You know, you right. can have 50 books on your device. And right. um, and also you can find, like, if you're looking for something in a book, you do a search. If you want so you know, to make the type bigger, you can read that. <laughs> I yeah, no, I, so all we have to do is convince Fran one day, you know, but uh, I, mean, I, you I, know. I told her I'm going to give you a code. I'm going because she can make it. Howard Stern was talking about, he said he loves to read books on not his Apple, but on Kindle. He said, because you can, oh, if you have problem with your eyes or whatever, or you can make the font bigger. Yeah, yeah. But, but she uh, takes also notes, as a writer. So she takes notes. That's right. That that would be that would be good for her. But you know, I also find as a writer, I'll often like look back at a book because I'm looking for a specific passage or something that I want to see yeah. or find. And yeah. uh, you know, with it with the with the search uh, on on a Kindle, it's yeah. it's just so easy. Like you put in the name or whatever, and you find all yeah. the passages with that particular character. Well, maybe I should try that because it drives me crazy, especially because I'm doing the series. I'm going like, okay, what did this person do this or that? Because sometimes you forget. You, and you have to be right. You can't make up something that the person did that they didn't do if it's a yeah. series. And that's a good idea to do it on a Kindle. I never thought, I didn't think yeah. about it that way. Now, all right. Yeah. Well, thank you again, and I will talk to Vince when he gets, yeah, his tooth, it's not, have anybody that's had tooth problems, you do not like that. It's terrible. It hurts. <laughs> well, I was at the dentist you know, yesterday, but I'm, but I'm here today, so there you go. Okay. <laughs> Knock wood, right? All right, take care. Yeah. All right, thank you for being on. Thank okay, you. Okay, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, take bye care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.